Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition, where we answer a shorter question and a shorter discussion that has come in from someone either in the Facebook group or someone that follows us or through the questions box, which you can submit questions to in the description box below. And this week's question is, Patrick? Um, Well, the question itself is basically, should we do more volume while dieting or potentially even we could put it a little bit different way as well should we do metabolic work for dieting right and obviously that can have different connotations depending on who you are asking but that's effectively what the question is you know should we do more volume when dieting and should we really focus on effectively calorie expenditure while working out right now obviously there's a few different programs that you know that's the, the goal for it there's a few different ways people set this up and um, and some of them make more sense than others but just as a general concept gary if we are say you know we're, we're going from you know just training our training away we're staying within you know general guidelines you know let's we'll say 10 to 20 sets per muscle per week you know we'll just say that's a general guideline there right um, and we're staying in that during our maintenance phases and during our you know gaining phases um should we increase that you know or should we at least even go towards the top end of that while diving does that make sense yeah and and i think i think like there there's a kind of a, a quick answer i think I, with the caveat that assumption here is that someone has been previously training in such a way that they're either trying to gain muscle or gain strength or at least maintain both of those characteristics so the person wasn't just weight training for the crack you know they've been doing it with a purpose and ultimately i view training in the context of dieting as serving the same purpose because effectively what you're trying to do when you're trying to gain muscle is to provide the greatest anabolic stimulus to drive muscle growth And it's the same thing when it comes to dieting. You're trying to provide the same anabolic signal while recognizing that the magnitude of that signal and the potential for adaptation to the signal is going to be somewhat depressed by virtue of being in a calorie deficit or an energy deficit. If you do not have sufficient energy available to allocate to a non-essential resource like extra muscle mass, then the response is generally going to be depressed a bit. So when I think about um, someone who's trying to maintain as much muscle as they can, uh, because the assumption here is that you're trying to lose body fat, but you're trying to improve body composition in a sense that you're trying to maintain your muscle mass, then what I would be saying is that you're ultimately still trying to maintain the greatest anabolic signal that you can. So to move to a program that does not prioritize that doesn't make a whole pile of sense to me. So if we were thinking about doing more volume for fat loss, I would be asking, why weren't we doing that for hypertrophy in the first place? And the, the vast majority of the time, the answer is that, well, I was doing as much volume as I needed or as I could for hypertrophy already. You know, I was already doing 20 sets per muscle per week or whatever. And when we think of volume in terms of total sets per week, do I want someone to move up to 30 sets per muscle per week just for fat loss? No, because that's such a significant um, stressor that the person has to then recover from 
that it's not it's potentially increasing the person's risk of injury that could be one concern um it's potentially not adaptable so if the person was already doing as much as they could then doing 10 extra sets per muscle per week probably isn't the greatest idea and we're ultimately just adding additional fatigue that needs to be recovered from in a situation in which our recovery resources are already already depleted because of that energy energy deficit so i think that in its purest form the answer to how you should approach weight training in the context of fat loss is that you should try to approach it in the exact same way that you do your muscle building approach. And if anything, I think in some cases you may need to even pull back your volume a bit as your calories get lower and maybe your overall energy availability gets lower um, and your your progression scheme as well, potentially. So if you previously had the intent of adding 2.5 kilos to the bar each week, that mightn't be sustainable as you get to the end of your dieting phase, let's say. But your overall goal is still to keep things the same. Now, with that said, I think that's the purest form of the question. However, the reality here is that people are asking this question because one, the additional volume, and this is typically not just total training with higher reps or using things like supersets um, and other other things that make you sweatier, <laughs> that make you burn more calories as well. Um, that's generally what, what this question relates to. And I think like, can you, can you focus in on that solely and say that, yeah, doing more, doing training that is higher in reps, that has more total sets, that's probably a bit further from failure. So you can do it's an overall energy expenditure because your heart rate's higher throughout the training session, there's less rest period, et cetera. The sessions might be longer. Does it increase your energy expenditure? Sure it does, but so does walking. That's often my answer to people when they ask this question because like fundamentally, I don't have an issue with someone using weight training as a means of burning calories. I don't think it should be the primary goal, but I mean, if you're saying, hey, look, I'm going to swap to a program that prioritizes burning more calories, I know that it mightn't be the best for my muscle and strength goals, but it's potentially going to burn more calories. If you understand that trade-off, that's fine. But when when I when I think of this in the in the terms of so in, from the perspective of someone who's trying to maintain as much muscle as possible and potentially gain muscle or strength, I don't see much of a reason to change your program in favor of one that just burns as much calories as possible because it's not the primary training goal. Our nutrition is going to be the primary means by which we achieve a calorie deficit and our baseline physical activity. So the amount of steps that you're taking per day um, is going to be really important. Your weight training is going to contribute to your overall energy expenditure. But if we were going to look at things purely from the, the perspective of burning calories, jogging is a more effective way of burning calories. I know like that's a harsh reality for people, but getting a, getting on a cardio machine and doing a bit of low to moderate intensity cardio is not that fatiguing. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to do, and it's probably an easier way of burning more calories without increasing uh, potential risk of injury if you're doing a, a ridiculous amounts of sets of squats or something like that, um, and while also still making your weight training about your weight training, about strength, about muscle, and about progress. And I think fundamentally for the vast majority of people, I think that's probably the best way of going about things. Yeah, the only time I see... The, like the the role of uh, we'll say bringing in more volume um to you know we'll say keep the adaptations that we've been building through you know resistance training whatever and um, the only time i see this being an effective way is when you don't have access to 
you know, the ability to use heavier yeah. weights, for example, you know, during the, the whole lockdown, the whole COVID lockdown thing, you know, you might've been in a dieting phase and you want to retain muscle, but you're like, yeah, normally I'm bench pressing, I don't know, 120 kilos for eight. Right. And you're like, push-ups aren't going to cut it. You know, it's like, yeah. they're just not going to, in that case, you might be like, right, well, I'm going to do uh, uh, multiple sets and you know, multiple reps in those sets and um, to still get some sort of stimulus across my my chest uh, muscles, you know, um, and that's the only time I really see that being an effective approach. You're know, really going up into those higher volume uh, approaches, and even then, I'd be like, it's probably not an optimal approach. You know, if you had access to weights, that's going to be far more op- optimal to you know slowly load the bench press or, you know, a chest press machine or whatever else, or even the push-up itself. If you had access to weights for your weighted push-up, then, you know, happy days, you know, but again, even then I wouldn't be using super high volumes. Like in my mind, while yes, you obviously do burn, burn a lot of calories while resistance training, as you said, you burn more, even potentially even just going for a walk, especially with a lot of people's approach to training, you know, where it's like, Oh, my workout, like my workouts, like I'm taking, like, if you actually think about your workout, you are the majority of the time you're in the gym, you're probably resting, you know, like say you take two to three minutes between sets, you're resting. That's like, you're not expending energy, you know? Um, and even if you're like, Oh, well, I'm actually only taking 45 seconds. It's like in most people's sets only last like 30 seconds max, you know? So it's like, you're still resting more than you were actually working. Whereas you could just be consistently working on a treadmill or cross trainer or whatever, you know? And so there's that, it's just not the most effective way. And while yes, you could argue that, oh, well for a given time unit, um, I could do, you know, higher intensity stuff and I'll burn more calories. But again, it's, it's kind of irrelevant because you could just do, you can't do as much then, you know, like to be actually truly higher, higher intensity. It's like, you're not doing a high intensity interval training if you're doing it for 45 minutes, you know, I'm sorry. Like you're not, there's, there's no one that does that. We're talking like 15 minutes max here, you know? Um, so you're, you're able to do, you know, cardiovascular work, uh, in terms of more aerobic stuff, uh, work, you know, for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, three or five hours, if you fucking want to do, you know, um, and you're going to burn a phenomenal amount of calories, you know? So in my mind, I'm like, it's just not the best tool for the job we're trying to achieve. You know, it's not the best at muscle building. It's not the best at muscle retention. It's not the best at calorie burning, you know? So it's like, why would you choose a tool that is ineffective for all the stuff that we're trying to achieve when we have access to better tools, you know? And even if it is a case, like you said, Gary, you know, they're increasing their reps or increasing their sets, just a small amount, you know? And even then it's like, what's that actually achieving? I say you go up to 20 reps. You do, you normally do three sets of eight to 10 reps. That's generally where you're in around, or we'll say, three sets of six to 12 reps, you know, you periodize your training every so often you do a block of sixes, you do a block of eights, block of tens, block of twelves, but you're always in and around, you know, six to 12 reps. That's, that's where you're at. Right. And then you're like, Oh, it's fat loss time. Now I'm going to start doing five sets of 20. You know, it's like, 
that's not going to maintain all the adaptations that you've built up and you're going to have to, you know, rebuild adaptations or build for the first time, potentially adaptations to, you know, 20 rep sets, you know? So again, it's like, this is not the most effective use of your time, you know, cause presumably you enjoy the way you're training, you know, you're doing your three sets of eight, you know, you're like, Oh, I actually enjoy this. I enjoy seeing the weight slowly progress. I enjoy getting stronger. You know, why would you, go to something else that potentially, first of all, you don't enjoy, but that is also potentially not as effective as what you have been currently doing. But then also when you want to go back to what you do enjoy, which is your, your three sets of, you know, six to eight reps, you now have to rebuild because you've lost all those adaptations, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. You know, on, in theory, you're like, yeah, more calorie expenditure, happy days, fat loss is going to be easier, but, there are more or there are more effective and better tools for energy expenditure, you know, because if we're talking, we're being realistic, you know, like the difference is probably like a hundred calories between the, the two training approaches, yeah, you know, so it's like, like just, just eat a slight bit less, you know, and maintain all the adaptations that you wanted to build. Or, you know, if you want to be like, Oh, I want to, you know, burn a load of calories, I want to sweat loads, do like a hundred calories worth of interval training at the end of your session boom, you're done. You've made up the difference now. Happy days. You didn't have to train or change your, your overall approach to, to training. You just added on an extra, you know, we'll say you could definitely burn a hundred calories in seven or eight minutes on something like a, an air dime, you know, doing intervals, you know? So yeah, in my mind, I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to increase volume. If anything, I would be a proponent of decreasing volume to recovery demands. You know, like if you're not providing the the building blocks for recovery, then you probably aren't able to recover from what you were doing when you were, you know, eating a, a caloric excess or even at a, a maintenance level of calories. You know, like presumably you're working, you're, you're always trying to get to that level where, you know, you are training enough to elicit adaptations, but also training in, or not training too much so that you can't recover from it, you know, and obviously there's going to be times where you, you dip into, you know, we'll say under training and over training and within that kind of range. And, um, but presumably, you know, you, you're, you're working to your, we'll say your maximum capacity or in and around there. And um, so how do you think you're going to recover from more if you're eating less, you know, just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think another consideration here that's really important is that like a lot of the times when we have people that are trying to, to lose body fat, like we want them to be focused on something other than just their diet. And very often that comes in the form of training where we have trying in strength their training and make that a focal point rather than it all just becoming about diet. And one of the things that happens here is that if you start to make your training all about calorie burning and all related to the diet fundamentally, you basically just push everything that you're doing, all your health behaviors, and you you make it all about just calories. And like that's not meaningful for someone. As in like going to the gym just to burn calories. Like there's there's really no meaning that like it doesn't feel useful whereas if you're going into the gym and you can separate yourself from solely the fat loss mindset by saying right i did 90 kilos for eight on the bench last week now i want to get nine this week that's my sole goal that's what i'm focused on 
that's a better way of going about things um, than just to be focusing solely on outcome weight loss and calories being your only process. I think that's that's generally something we're trying to get people to, to discourage them from doing. So I think this pro, the, the process of making training just about burning calories and just about energy expenditure, I think that moves us basically away from where we want to be. And there's also the other factor, which is that people are already most of the time of the mindset that when they diet, they're going to lose loads of strength. So why encourage that further? You know, it makes more sense for us to try and overcome that barrier by saying, look, let's keep training ticking over. Let's keep trying to, to gain strength as much as we can. And that's the best way we're going to at least retain, if not continue gaining strength. And that happens a lot of the time with our clients. When we are coaching, people do continue making progress while they're dieting, because the reality is that while they may be in somewhat of a deficit, it's not so extensive that the person's falling apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, there is that as well. And what you wouldn't want to do there is like Patty said, to move your training in favor of an approach that is less conducive of strength and then end up at the end of the diet with even less strength, like because you haven't done your sets of five on squats for 12 weeks. And now when you try them again, you've lost 20 or 30 kilos of strength. Um, of course, you'll get it back, but it's just less of a smooth transition then out of the dieting phase uh, than it could potentially be. So, so yeah, overall, I think our conclusion would be that you should be focusing uh, on training in a very similar manner to that which, which you would use if you were trying to gain muscle or strength, because fundamentally, we're still trying to keep those stimuli um, and uh, muscle gain to, to focus on gaining it. 100%. So that's all I have for this conversation. So where can people find us, Gary? Where can they engage in our services, yep. etc.? Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about the coaching process, uh, applied subjects such as anatomy, nutrition theory, um, stuff like that, as well as coaching documentation and things like case studies, then the Coach's Corner is the place to be. You can subscribe to that in the description box below. And that's basically our membership site for personal trainers and other interested individuals who want to upskill. Uh, that's where we deliver all of that content. So you can get involved in that. Um, additionally, we do have online coaching spaces available. So if you're someone who's coming at this from the perspective of just wanting to, I don't know, lose body fat, retain muscle, uh, learn what you need to do to be able to achieve that, we do have spaces available. So you can work with myself or Patty by getting involved below. The information is below, and then you can get in contact with us to start the coaching process process we do also have a newsletter and a facebook group both of which allow you to keep up with the content that we're producing each week um, along with additional content that's exclusive to both the newsletter and the facebook community so if you're not in there you're not seeing everything that we're potentially producing or discussing or conversing with others about so both of those can be found below um other than that, just bring a review podcast that we have and we also have other social media and YouTube where you can follow us, such as Instagram and Facebook and the YouTube channel. Find us on all those. Subscribe, follow, like, share, etc. for spreading the word. Wonderful. And as I always say, it is literally too easy. It's too easy.